At a date that shall remain classified, a field agent operating under the name Eugene Smith provided a tip to local foundation personnel and requested the armed examination of an unnamed mine in the Yukon Territory of Canada. Due to the weakness of his lead and the possible danger should his estimation be proven accurate, the foundation assembled seven members of Mobile Task Force Omega Orange to reconnoitre the mine. Numerous other mobile task force units at the local Ford operating base were assembled as a quick reaction force should the recon team make anomalous contact. Emmanuel Ross was assigned as acting supervisor to Bravo team, with Captain Adam Kruger as team leader. I think we should go back to that place that Smithy showed us when this is over. Get my dinner menu. Uh, you'll have to try the club sandwich I ordered. Pretty fucking good. I don't know. Kinda wanna try a new place, see what else is there. Kinda want breakfast for dinner tonight. Mm. That sounds good. We should have took something to go. You know, even if Smithy's lead is worthless, the thought still kinda counts. Once we come out here with the boys, check out a cool place, maybe do some Tactical shit. Yeah, well, a lead's still a lead. Don't get complacent. Bravo 2's chucked up, Kruger. Roger, Dodger, hear me. Let's move out, boys. Weather's picking up. Let's try to get the lights back on. 
If Smithy's two for two, this place has a renewable energy source we could still boot up. Just a moment. Emergency lights are on. Could be a glitch. Or it could be working as intended. Lord knows how old this tech is. And unless they left in a hurry, I'll reckon they nuked about every hard drive in this building. It's a big place. They must have left something behind, even if they had the time to leave. Well, computer's booted up just fine. This is definitely the boss's office. Overlooks a large open cave system. From what I can tell, this computer was probably last used in like... Which is, I'm guessing why they ran this on Windows. However, in spite of this, it looks like they had a pretty good thing going. All the logs are imported from every computer onto one shared drive that the higher-ups can peek into. Why not just dump everything? The Glade didn't want people to know about this place. Guess we'll find out. I can copy all the important shit over here and just take the hard drive with us on the way out. We should have enough space. They've got massive banks of audio and video logs. I could skim through them over here. Might give us a good heads up if you guys are about to step into some shit or something. Alright, keep you posted. I'm gonna send someone up to check in. Bravo 2, this is Bravo 1-5. Exiting the mine. Over. Roger, 1-5. You find anything in there? This is Dr. Fields, recording the log for November 7th, 2005. Dr. Mac took the liberty of visiting a local heritage museum for us, where he got us a few scans of some of the old 19th century documentation. What I find interesting is that much of the things we've encountered are touched upon in these papers. It's the reason they stopped so short of their goal here. Now, I should clarify that much of what's mentioned here is incredibly mild compared to now, but it does seem to be consistent with what we're experiencing. Mostly unstable terrain and unnatural temperature fluctuations. That's the short version anyway. Now speaking of temperatures, ours have been flattening out as of this week. So I'm not sure we're going to have much to report on. This is going to be a long fucking day. Bravo 2's up to speed. Good. Let's go check out the lower wing. I don't think McMahon's going to find anything for a little while. Tonight's dinner will be chicken parmesan and spaghetti. 
much you think this place cost the taxpayer? Millions? Billions? Not enough to keep them from discarding it. Remember to consume your assigned medication daily. Well, shit. Here I thought Smithy was just taking us for a walk. Graham, take the corpse upstairs and give it a good once-over. See if you can figure out how this guy bit the dust. Ross, you should probably give him a hand with moving the body. Then go tell Bravo 2 that we need a containment team assembled and put on standby. What about you and Quinn? We'll clear out the rest of the place. I'll try to stay in touch, but comms are gonna be bad. Stay frosty, people. We have certainty of a threat right now. Memo to Mr. Gibbons from the director. I noticed you didn't put the new cover sheets on your TPS report. If you could use the new cover sheets from now on, that would be great. Hey, check this out. Got a base of water here. Must have defrosted pretty quick. TL, you read me? Barely, but uh, send it. You're at the, uh, bottom, right? All the way in the back? I don't know. It looks like more space to go into, but the area is flooded. TL, <laughs> that is an entrance to a massive body of subterranean water. You're kidding. Negative. They've got dive suits in the decontamination chambers you passed earlier. Well, how about it, Quinn? Wanna go swimming with me? Are you asking because I have a choice? Dive suits airtight. Oxygen's topped off. Good. Move. Shipment of fresh pills arrived for the workers. New ones should help temporarily block any contamination. It's not a permanent solution, but it's peace of mind. Right now we've seen a rapid shift in behavior of new samples. The rocks, dirt, and fauna we remove, they age completely different than before. All of it appears to rot away within a matter of days. The team has yet to develop an explanation for this. The old samples, they last much longer. These new ones, well, they're the same in terms of structure, fucked back. But their behavior is just wildly different. If you leave them beyond the decontamination chambers and near the water, they don't decompose, they dissolve. Now that just makes this all weirder to me. Guy's been completely mummified. That's wild. Poor bastard. You need anything else? I'm gonna go check in with Bravo too. I'm good here. Descending. Water's warm as hell. You see anything? Uh, got a tunnel here. Roger. Let's check it out. Hey, real shit, right? What's up? What happens when there's an anomaly so widespread that in order to keep it classified, They'd have to use amnesiacs on, like, everybody. <sighs> That's an interesting thought. But how do you know it hasn't happened already? Well, shit. I guess I don't. Jesus. Kruger, we're not gonna have nearly enough time to explore this place. Alright, here's what we'll do. Let's get a few samples of the terrain, bag them, and get the fuck out. If we can't find shit, let's hope the other guys can dig something else up. Roger that.
was an incident this morning. Holland and Bradley were returning from an expedition. They found a small vein of iron where they carved out a sample. On the way back, communications between us were slashed. I don't know how. Holland came back. Bradley didn't. After Holland returned, something happened to him attached to his leg. We intend to evacuate once Dr. Crawford turns off the power. The last I heard from anyone was they were going to try to take that thing off Holland's leg, but nobody's picking up the phone. Now I can't find my pills. There's something wrong with my nose. Exit strategy, and we need one fast. Bravo 2 signal for QRF. Empty FBS 7 seemed like the safe bet. Look, a lot of shit's been dropped on us, and we need to lay it all out. Right now. For starters, while you guys were down on the lake, I was nearly killed by a cave-in. Which means we're also stuck here until either us or Bravo 2 can demo it. Anything happened to you that you think might be related? The reason we cut and ran was because of a noise we heard once we began taking a sample. Might be connected. 
Whatever attacked Quinn did a number on the previous occupants. There's a filtration system that passes over the decontamination rooms. They're designed to provide oxygen going into the lake, but the ones going into the room are totally separate. Something damaged them, so anyone in here that didn't make their escape was subject to that breach. Which explains the corpse in the decontamination room. Speaking of which, Graham, what's your assessment? Dr. Crawford locked himself off, probably for protection, then ingested cyanide. Pretty cut and dry. Look, I need to go stay with Quinn, make sure he's safe. Go ahead. The power was off when we arrived. The decontamination room has its own backup generator, so I imagine Crawford shut the place down, then waited inside there for a response by CBRN. Guess it didn't get here fast enough. Okay, but why is his body the only one here? I mean... There isn't even a drop of blood anywhere in this place, let alone another corpse. We can save it for the QRF. What we know for sure is that we have a biological threat in addition to a physical threat present in the station. Remember to always keep your hands well sanitized after handling any samples. up was turned into human soup, and then just converted into chemical mist. That explains why samples taken from the lake were subsequently dissolved. It treats itself as it would a piece of tissue. Right now, we've just jump-started it back to life. Its immune system's gonna return in force, and when it does, it's gonna send more antibodies out here to make sure we're neutralized. Okay, then we need to hustle. Ross, go with Graham, get upstairs and use Quinn's plastic to kick this fucker's teeth out of its mouth. Make sure to signal Bravo 2 first before you detonate. What about you and McMahon? Well, we can't accurately approximate how long we'll be down here for. The demo could either be insufficient or even make the problem worse. If we're stuck here for a while, we need to kill the power to ensure the threat remains inactive. Roger that. Good luck. This all goes to plan. I'll make sure the Foundation knows what you boys did here. Just try to get out safe. Yeah. You too.
think that did the trick? Maybe. But I think it'll take time for its immune system to fully shut down. So, keep your guard up. Bravo 2, we got charges set. Roger that. of recording. Sergeant Francisco Quinn and Captain Adam Kruger will be the only casualties taken during the operation. Seven months after this recording, an inquiry was held between both the Canadian government and the Foundation. The on-site director was revealed to have omitted key facts in both his incident report and his call to the emergency responders, forcing the government to lock down the mine rather than perform a full investigation of the site. This temporarily covered up his administrative negligence that resulted in the deaths of all present staff. To maintain both the rule of law and the secrecy of this anomaly, he has since been given amnesiacs and is now serving prison time for a falsified crime that he is unaware he didn't commit. With help from the local government, the unnamed mine currently remains monitored and is under containment by the Foundation. Locals remain advised never to approach it.